0: Are feeling good It'd be a good idea to get a pen if you're in the room today grand rising i pray that you have risen in the most beautiful 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 spirits i have i feel so good today I create hashtags for each day. And today on a Thursday, my hashtag is thriving Thursday. And it's like 7.19 in the morning. And I already feel like I'm thriving. And I love that. I noticed that, we spoke about this before, people tend to use the word striving. I personally do not like that word at all. I don't like where it sits in my energy. And I feel that sometimes we hold ourselves accountable to striving, 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 striving to get better, striving to get better. And I'm like, baby girl, baby boy, what happens when you choose to thrive? Like what happens when you decide that, you know what? Thriving is my portion. And so I pray that you guys start to allow thriving to be your portion. I'm excited about today's conversation. We're talking about environment versus motivation today. Over the last few weeks, we've been speaking all things power. And if you've missed the sessions, you can catch them on my podcast, hashtag C-U-P-P-A-T-E, so it's a cup of tea. And on there, you can find it on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, loads of different places. Even if you just go into Google and type in the hashtag cup of tea, it will come up and you will find loads of different topics and things that we've been chopping up about and speaking about. And um, one thing that I've been getting super clear on in this month of power is habits and how much your habits go in alignment with who you are and what you do and where you find your power in life. And so last week I spoke about the power of starting small. I spoke about um, developing a system as opposed to focusing on the success. So those small little shifts, when you focus on the here and now, when you focus on what you're able to do right now and you just take the steps right now, literally how over time that becomes the success. And then this week I've spoken about the power of starting over and the power of starting now and recognizing that in some chapters of your life, you have to start again and again and again, many times. And sometimes you make it to a certain place, and you've achieved and you've accumulated and you wake up in a moment of like, yes, this is everything I've worked for. This is everything I've put energy into. And guess what? You could still lose it. You could still lose it. And so the ability to be consistent, the ability to recognise the small steps that you may have to start again with, um, that's powerful, but also being able to never fall off doing the small things, being able to be consistent in doing what works, been able to be consistent in building a system that is super powerful so we've been chopping up and we've been speaking so much about the habits and I pray that you guys have enjoyed the conversations because I absolutely have but I've really began to think, how can I end this month? How can I end? And I know it's like not the end of the month, but it's the end of the month in terms of my community. So we run um, different topics every four weeks. And the first four weeks, it was relationships. This next set of four weeks, it's power. Next week, we will be talking all things purpose in Shake the Room. Um, But I picked a stick. So every day I wake up and I pick an affirmation stick. It's a product that I've created um, to really help people understand the power of affirmations, to understand the power of speaking things into existence. And more than that, what I love mostly about the sticks are... There's so many different ranges, but I really believe the reason why they're called pick-me-up sticks is because the messages inspire you, they empower you, they enlighten you, they give you a sign. Um, And I believe it's a sign from the universe. And whatever you pick is whatever you need. And so this morning, I picked one of my sticks from Trust, God, and Chill collection. And yesterday I was doing a stock check and I was like, why is this pack the most full? Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all why there's most of those sticks left, because this is the collection that I literally wrote, particularly targeted at men. Literally. It's a collection of black sticks, they're black in color, and they are one of my favorite collections because they're about keeping yourself in flow. But they're also about recognizing yourself, maybe in a manner and a power that you've never seen yourself before. So they're the collection that invites you to step outside of your ego and into your spirit. They're the collection that invites you to step out of your current reality and create something different. And that's the collection which I've got the most of. And I was like, what? Not only do I need to promote these, but I need to let you guys know that they're available to you. This collection is so powerful. It is so powerful that it starts to shift your mindset very quickly because I've been super smart with the way that I've wrote things on there. I've been super smart in reminding you what's available to you outside of what you may currently believe. And the stick that I picked from one of those collections today, it said miracles happen every day. And I kid you not, in these last couple of days, I feel like it's been miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And I keep affirming, I live, walk and stand on holy ground. Now, believe it or not, I'm not religious. I am very spiritual. I am deeply connected. I absolutely believe in a higher power, um, God, Allah, a divine power. I recognize they are not different. I recognize that they are one of the same thing. We may all just call them different names, but I fundamentally know that I am connected and a part of something bigger as much as that energy being within me. And so this particular collection is about reminding people, particularly men, of that. Because I feel that society has had a way of making men stand in their ego more than they stand in their spirit. That's just my opinion. You can come to the stage and argue with me or offer your opinion. And I see it more and more. And I have two sons. And when I first had my son, I was like, God, what? thought you was gonna give me a girl (laughs) but I know a girl would have been easy it didn't take me long after having two sons to recognize what God was doing God was making me see men differently God was making me understand men differently God was allowing me to heal my relationship my ideas my concepts my views and my opinions of men period and I was like thank you but through doing so I've had to recognize that I've had to learn so many different parts of me because men and women just relate to things differently. They think things through differently. Although we all, every human being has masculine and feminine energy in us all, there are some things that men do differently to women, generally, scientifically, Yes, you can have women that tend to be more masculine, as you can have men that tend to be more feminine. But essentially, our roles, our purpose in life, completely different. Completely different. And so last month, when we were talking about relationships, that's why I brought the conversation to the table. Because I wanted us to come to a place of understanding that. I wanted us to start to open our mindset to thinking how can we understand each other maybe in a way that we've never understood each other before because I believe it's the yin and the yang. I believe it's the coming together of both energies that's really going to create an impact and a difference that many of us are asking for. But it means that each and every single one of us are going to have to do some healing. Each and every single one of us are going to have to open up our mind each and every single one of us are going to have to start to look at things differently in order for us to come back into the oneness. Because although we're different, we're part of the same thing. And when you start to recognize how those energies can vibe together, when women and men work together, game over. That's the foundation of a beautiful relationship. It's women owning and standing in their feminine power and men standing in their masculine power and allowing those energies to come together to create and form as one. But I think sometimes we've forgotten that. And the reason why I'm starting this conversation like this is because I started to recognize that picking sticks has become a daily habit for me. It's become something that I anchor myself on daily. So whether it is that I just need a positive message, whether it is that I need a deeper message, whether it is that I just need to remind myself who I am, they're a lifestyle tool for me. And I picked another stick and this is from the Secure the Bag collection. And this stick says, love is the new money. And I laughed and I laughed so hard because lately, And especially from yesterday's conversation, I'm talking so much about seeing things differently. I'm talking so much about looking at small principles, everyday fairy tales, every simple things that are around us every day, but expanding them and seeing them differently. So what happens when we start to see love as money? What happens when we start to see that as an energy exchange? I developed a book that goes along with that stick and I just wanna share with you what it says about love being the new money. What if by reshaping your idea of love, it transforms your relationship with money? What if by setting your base frequency to love, you become a magnet for more fruitful opportunities? Have you ever considered the idea of legacy? Who and what will you be remembered for? What are you working on now or putting energy into that will be the asset or legacy that you leave behind? Are you investing in something now that will become more valuable over time? Where and what do you currently consider valuable? For centuries and centuries, people continue to place more and more value in money. And they seem to have no understanding that money is an energy. Scared money will never make money. In order to fully understand your relationship with money, perhaps you need to understand the relationship with you. How you are with one thing is how you are with everything. How do you relate to money? How does money relate to you? What have you made money mean? What you truly allow yourself, sorry, when you truly allow yourself to operate from an unconditional state of love, your frequency and vibrations rise. It's more likely that you are internally fulfilled and more balanced in your emotions and mentality. Therefore, by operating from a state of alignment, you attract more money effortlessly. You know what you deserve. You know your worth. You know you are not afraid to go out there and get what's yours. The integrity of who you are and the brand that is you attracts all that you need and desire effortlessly. You are a magnet for money. Vibe high, honey, and I love that. And the reason why I love it is because it's a shift. It's a shift in thinking. And when you shift your thinking, everything changes, everything changes. When you shift your thinking, what's available to you changes. When you shift your thinking, what's around you changes. One of my favorite quotes by Mr. Wayne Dyer is, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I wrote that down on my mirror and it stayed there for about two years. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That stayed on my mirror for around two years.
1: Because I needed to get it. I needed to understand that maybe it wasn't
0: hard. I just needed to change the way I look at things. And so it leads me beautifully into this conversation where we're going to start speaking about environment versus motivation. And as I was talking earlier about my sons and just being blessed to raise two boys, that I created a hashtag called Raising Kings, but it's a lifestyle. I recognize now that my oldest son is 15, and so he's going into his last year of school. And as he steps into his last year of school, because of like coronavirus and how much they've had out of school, the children have been asked to do more work over summer to catch up. Now there's a part of me that hates it. Like, nah, it's not cool, it's not fair. Like it's their summer, they should be able to chill because the last year of school is gonna have to really put his head down and just do what needs to be done. So let me just let him enjoy summer. And I really believe that this summer has been a bit dead. The weather's not that lit. You know, things aren't completely open. It's just different, but we get to make the most of what we have, right? Um, so I've been speaking to him and saying, look, just get up in the morning, put a solid hour in or two of just revising, focusing and teaching yourself new information. Look at the subjects you're gonna study and just begin to just get ahead of the game. Oh, don't feel like doing it. Oh, it's long man. Oh, what's the point? What's the point? Oh. oh, oh. You hear every door banging, every piece of paper moving. Like you hear the paper move. His energy goes crazy. So then I'm like, okay, cool. Let's figure out a different way, Tanya. So I'm like, okay, cool. He's really into basketball and football. So I'm like, okay, go do your thing. Go do your basketball and your football. And when you come back, get into your studying. Oh, he comes back and he's hungry and he's chilling and he's spitting off his bars and he's rapping and he's playing with his brother and he's on his PlayStation. And yesterday, as I sat down and I was doing my power hour at night, you know, my reading, my journaling and stuff and I was getting ready for this session today. I was like, ah, I was like, baby girl. I don't remember him doing his work today. Like you let him slide, you let him do what he wanted to do, but he didn't do what he had to do in order to help himself progress. And I kid you not, it was about half past 10, 11 o'clock when I realised, I said, yo, King, come here, King, because <laughs> I have to call him higher. King, come here, King, young King, you didn't do your work today. Oh, it's, 10 o'clock. Oh, it's 11 o'clock at night, man. Oh, what's the point? It's long. It's long. Oh. I said, it's 11 o'clock at night, but you would happily sit on that game for another two hours. So tidy your room, tidy up your desk, reset your environment. Notice my language, reset your environment, wash up your dishes and your cups or anything that's around you, and then come and sit at the desk and do your work. And I felt so good. And then you heard the banging, the paper moving, the door, the bin, you heard everything. And automatically that kind of energy annoys me, especially when my candles are lit, my nice music is playing, my vibes are high. Uh, uh-uh, I don't want that energy in my house, son. But I get it. I understand he's going through a process. I understand I'm going through a process and I'm not going to give too much energy to where I don't want it to go. So... I finished on the computer and then I let him come. Well, I went into the room and actually he had tidied up, he put everything away and guess what he did guys? He went to his bed. <laughs> I said, get up. <laughs> I said, get in the computer and do your work. Now I realized that at any moment I had a choice. I could have said, it's really late at night. I can just leave him. But I started to recognize that actually When he wakes up in the morning, he's not feeling like doing it. When he goes out and plays and gets back, he's not feeling like doing it. When he comes back in right at the end of night, before he goes to sleep, he's still not feeling like doing it. And so what I recognize with a lot of people and their habits is many people do things when they feel like doing it or when they are motivated. And it doesn't work because you're not always going to be motivated to do what it is that you want to do. And so when he finally came into the room, I said, son, you say you want to be a footballer or a basketballer. Let me explain something to you. I personally don't believe that they feel like training every single day. I personally don't believe that they feel like mastering and nurturing their skills. Yes, in the beginning, it might be exciting. I said that when they're walking out onto those pitches and people are judging them and people have their opinions, do you always think they always feel like showing up and doing their best? Or do you think that they have disciplined themselves and put their th- things into place, mastered their habits? when everyone else around them is out partying, raving, getting lit, and they've got to be training seven, six o'clock in the morning, preparing for that game. They might not feel like waking up, but they've got to get up. The world's watching them. They've got to go onto that pitch or that court and play ball regardless. And that's the game of life. That's the real game of life. So I asked him, how do you want to play? Do you want to play when you feel like playing or do you want to play when it's necessary to play? And so it leads me to this conversation of motivation versus environment. And I've been studying a lot lately in terms of the habits. And it's really evident that habits become easier in new environments. It only took Corona to teach us that. At the beginning of COVID-19, many people were motivated, grateful, happy to work from home because it's like, yes, I don't get to, ha- I don't like, my travel time is cut out. We had to learn to adapt. Maybe you had to figure out how to use a computer in a way that you've never used it before. But generally, there was a kind of a good sense of, you know what, it's safer in the home. And some people didn't get that opportunity. I get that. But many people had to work from home and we had to adapt and we had to figure it out. Now, in the beginning, most people were motivated. They had the same routine, which they always have, but they maybe got a bit of extra sleep because the travel time wasn't necessarily there. Unless you had to be on Zoom, you didn't really have to get dressed. So there was like a saving grace. But I guarantee what happened to most people is after a while, when you realise you just got to flip open your laptop, instead of moving to a place to work, the laptop came to your bed. You barely rolled out of bed and you flipped the laptop. Now what you've done is you've said to yourself without even saying it to yourself that the same place that you sleep in is the same place that you're working in. And that's crazy. And so when we start to think about our habits and we start to think about the environment, we will start to recognize that our environment influence our habits. I'm not a smoker guys. But guess what? When I'm on a beach, something tells me have a cocktail in one hand and a cigarette in another hand and I'm living my best life. It's a habit. And even without the cigarette, it is most definitely a habit that I will have a cocktail or a few or 10, literally. I'm not going to a beach without having a cocktail. Just like some of you guys, when you go to a party, you might not smoke, but when you're at a party and you're drinking and you're talking automatically, you're now smoking more, you're now drinking more. There is something about that environment that says to you, that's what you do. So what are your environment at your home telling you? What are your everyday environment encouraging you to do? And how can we allow these environments to shift the way that we grow, the way that we think, the way that we progress. I was speaking to my 5am club yesterday and I said to them, you don't recognize that it is a habit to wake up every day, whether you're the type of person who bounces out of bed, goes and puts the kettle on and then brushes your teeth or you go and brush your teeth and then put the kettle on. But I hope you brush your teeth before you drink your tea. (laughs) But either way, there's a habit in the way that you do your morning routine. There's a habit in the way that you shower, the way that you dress. What do you do next? Do you straighten your house? Do you get ready and go out of the door? There's a habit in the way that you come back into your home. Are you the type of person that comes in and you need to sit down and chill first? Or are you the type of person like me and you run in and there's just something that you've got to do, whether it's pick up the broom, wash the dishes, start cooking. I rarely ever come in, take off my shoes and sit down. That's like that never, ever happens for me. So what am I saying to you guys? What I'm saying is, if you want your behaviours to be stable, then you need to figure out the environment that you are in and what those environments are influencing you to do. So in the midst of corona, straight away, I decided I'm going to keep doing my online fitness classes. And my son's room was set out completely different. My living room, as a matter of fact, my whole house was completely different. But I recognised that in order for me to be able to be online, I was going to have to create a shift in my environment. So we spent a whole day rearranging their room so that I could work on this wall that's pretty much plain, but it's like an artwork wall. But I could also have the space to do the classes. So I had to move. Something instinctively told me I need to create an environment to do that, so I did. And so automatically, when I went into that environment, which is their room, I don't really go into their room, it was to teach the classes. As much as at the same time, I was doing mindset courses and I had to set up a place, a desk to work from home. So I got a desk and I created that environment that that's where I work. Because what I was doing is waking up from bed, writing my stuff in bed, going to sleep in bed. And soon, bed didn't come a place to sleep, bed became a place to work. So some of you are gonna continue to work at home. And maybe you haven't created these spaces and many people did do it in Corona. Many people had to get new equipment and different places to work. If you're the type of person that prays or meditates, do not, Do it in your bed. Do not do it in the same place that you work. Create an environment to do that. I encourage people to create a prayer closet. We might not in the UK sometimes have the biggest houses, so we can't like create a whole um, prayer closet, but you can create an area. There's an area in my room where all of my prayers are on the wall, prayers that I'm working on, prayers that I want to create, they're stuck on the wall. And I go to that place. And when I go to that place, I'm in that corner to pray. It's my prayer corner. As much as there's a place in my house where I go to do the work. Now, when I talk about these things and I talk about them initially, I'm talking about this scientifically now what i love about me is i really like to tap into different things i really like to understand how everything works together now i'm a person that's a big feeler i go off of spirit i trust myself so much i trust that anything i need will be presented to me i trust that i will always find answers in everyone and everything why am i saying that because instinctively instinctively, in, um, I can't even say the word right now, Intuit- intuitively, intuitively, right? I knew to create that space to be able to do my classes. And let me tell you what happened when I created space to do my classes. I started to recognize that in order to me to operate, in the level that I was about to operate in, in the level that I was about to take my business to, in the level that I was about to see myself, that i would never seen myself before, like I actually gave myself permission to be great, I knew my whole house had to shift. I knew my whole environment had to be made different. I knew I had to declutter. I knew I had to paint I knew that everything around me had to change and in the beginning no I didn't necessarily associate myself with even having the finances to do it I didn't necessarily have the resources or the person to create it but the minute that I created that shift the minute that I made the space the minute that I turned things around hmm, took action in faith Let me tell you, one day I walked outside and a decorator was across the the road, literally. He was able to come in and then do the redecorating. The minute that my environment started to change, I started to change the way that I walked. I started to change the way that I saw myself. The minute that I started to put sticks in a place that I could see them, put affirmations in places where I was working, put the affirmations in association to what I was working on, the different environments started to create a changing me. It wasn't about when I was motivated. It was about how does your environment influence what you're doing? How does your environment, notice that I'm saying in, I'm not saying environment, I'm saying environment. How does it affect the way that you think about yourself? When we go to work, naturally we get dressed in a certain way and we present ourselves a certain way at work as to when we're going to a social event. We dress in a certain way, we act in a certain way. It's the exact same for the environments that you put yourself in every single day. And for up until now, I've been talking about the external environments, but what about your internal environments? What about your thinking? What about your emotions? What about your spirit? What about the environment of your physical body?
1: What are you doing? And how are these environments affecting you? This is the conversation that we're having in the last week of power.
0: It's understanding that your habits can be so much easier if you get crazy about the environments that you do them in. So many of you may travel to work, right, on a train or public transport. And the first thing that you may do is sit there for the whole time and scroll through your phone. And I'm saying to you, what you can do to get better is associate that environment with something different. So now when you go on the train, maybe take some headphones and decide to listen to something positive, decide to listen to something that's going to encourage you. Or better yet, take a book. And instead of scrolling through your phone and looking at everybody else's lives and hitting like, 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 start to elevate your life. So now you will create a new habit that when I get on the train, I read my book. When I get on the train, I listen to something positive. The same for those of you that drive. Many of us drive and pump up this kind of music. And if you're like me, my kind of music goes from bashman to, to Afrobeats to gospel. And I, I, one time I was dating this guy and he was like, I don't understand how you play the most gospel track and then you go to the most ton up bashment song and I was like that's me (laughs) that's all me but what happened is when I'm really in a season of learning that music comes off and you know what comes on audios the whole time I'm driving I'm in school I'm in school while I drive especially if it's a long drive I am in learning camp This is how you can start to develop new habits. Associate a new habit with a a comfortable environment, but place something else in the midst. So if you wake up in the morning and you're going to put the kettle on, and normally you put the kettle on, then you sit back down on your bed and you scroll, or you just walk around your house, maybe while the kettle is boiling, you're washing the dishes maybe while the kettle is boiling you're cleaning down the side maybe while the kettle is boiling you're just saying a quick prayer you're banging out 10 squats what are the new habits that you're trying to incorporate into your life that you're struggling with but you can put them on top of another habit this is called habit stacking that can then mean that the habit that you're used to creates a cue for you to do the other habit because whether you know it or not our habits are associated with cues so for some of you the minute that your body begins to tell you i am stressed you light a cigarette the minute that your body begins to tell you you don't understand what's going on you're emotionally lock off these are habits so for people who when your body says this is too much information i'm struggling. Um, I am mean, according into overload maybe a new habit is affirmations affirm something different into your life affirm something new don't go into the story of what you're accustomed to this is how our environments begin to help us in shifting closer to what it is that we want to create and the truth of the matter is it's light work it's light work i will never forget when me and my friend were doing a booty champ um a booty like contest so we were saying can we do squats every single day and we were struggling you know in the beginning you do 7 days and you're like yeah 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 it's great but we were doing like a squat challenge and gradually right because the squats go up each every day by like 10 or 50 some days and so as the challenge went on it became difficult more and more difficult to stick to what you said you was going to do and she called me one day and she was like, T, I've got it. And I was like, what? She was like, squat while you're brushing your teeth. And I was like, what? She said, you brush your teeth every day. So squat while you're brushing your teeth. And I was like, duh. And so we started squatting while we were brushing our teeth because it was, it was something that we do every single day. Yet we had challenged ourselves for something new that we were struggling with. So we put the habits together. And wham bam, thank you, ma'am, before you know it, you're doing what you said you was gonna do. So this is how your environments can have way more impact than motivation. You can't rely on the motivation. You can't rely on feeling good. You can't rely on waiting for something outside of you to pump you up. You can develop a system that works. And this is the amazing part about the spirituality behind it. When when you start to take action in faith, something gets behind you to support you. So it was no wonder that I picked the stick miracles happen every day, because it's a reminder that when I stay in the openness of life, when I stay in doing my best, when I stay in taking like more and more actions in faith, when I stay in keeping my mind open, Things come and they come effortlessly because there's a momentum, there's a frequency you're sending out, there's a vibration that you're putting out. And when you put out whatever vibration, whether good or bad, whether positive or negative,
1: you get it back. So why don't you start to work on what you're putting out? And this is why new
0: habits can also become easier in new environments. So if we've been locked inside for, I don't know, 18 months and we've been oh, struggling to work out, struggling to work out, ah oh, struggling to work out. But now you make a commitment that I'm going to the gym. Notice I didn't say a decision. Notice I didn't say a choice. I said a commitment. And so your commitment says I am going to the gym at this time on this day. And you stick to it. What happens when you get in the environment of the gym? You know, you came there to exercise. So you exercise. That environment influences even the way that you exercise. Some people go into the gym and they can't exercise well because they're thinking that everybody's looking at them. Other people go into the gym and they exercise amazing because they are having fun with the different equipment and the different things they can try out. Just as much as you can say, I am struggling to work out at home, but I'm going to walk every day. So you take a walk, you get out of your normal environment and you do something different. Something different then begins to happen. But as much as the environment influence what we do and how we do it, guess what, guys? So does your attitude. And this is why I was on to my son yesterday. But I was onto him and like speaking to him so that he could get a different understanding. I know you don't want to do the work, but I know what, you're naturally intelligent. So I know what could happen if you just put a little bit of time in. But more so than that, I know that he's got to want it for himself, not me wanting it for him when his attitude shifts to enjoying it, when his attitude shifts to falling in love with the process, when his attitude shifts to just understanding I might not like what I've got to do, but I recognize that this is going to help me, that creates a shift in the environment of his thinking. When the environment of his thinking shifts, the environment of his results shift, when the environment of the results shift, the way that he sees himself shifts, But we begin to think it's just one thing. It's not just one thing. It's a series of things. It's your attitude. It's your habits. It's your environment. It's your level of consistency. It's your belief. Many people work out every day with the belief that what they're doing is not going to change anything for them. And guess what? They are working out every single day, but their belief is stronger than their attitude or the
1: environment. And so they get the result of nothing shifting. As much as the other person who doesn't work out any day, but works out intentionally, works
0: out with the belief and the desire and the attitude that, yo, this is gonna put me in the right direction this is going to put me on the right path and they do that twice
1: a week and they get the results so this is why I picked love is the new money
0: because it's about the energy it's about the vibration it's about understanding your relationship with you and what a better way to understand your relationship with you than starting to look at your habits Starting to look at the choices you're making every single day. Starting to look at your attitude.
1: Starting to look at what you believe. These are all the environments of you. And you know what's crazy? The environment of the world has one of the greatest impacts on us. And we don't understand. There's a quote that I live by and it says, those who control
0: the media control your mind. I'm gonna say it again. Those who control your media control your mind. Some of y'all don't have evidence. Y'all don't have facts, but because the message has been sent to you 20 times, y'all believe in the shit that they're telling you. And I'm telling you, start to get a relationship with your spirit. Because certain times I get a call, I got a call this week about something, I said they're lying. I didn't know nothing too tough about what happened, I don't need to. I know my spirit. And because I choose to operate in a spirit of truth, when anything that is not true comes too close to me, ba-ba-ba-boom! I know it's a lie. Anybody around me, anybody that I coach, any friends, any family, everybody knows, I do not like liars, I don't like them. My grandmas, both of them actually used to say, (laughs) better a teeth than a liar, why? Because at least with a teeth, you know they're gonna teeth. With a liar, you don't know what they're gonna do. Those are people you don't have in your environment. And if you're a liar, get it out of your environment. Limited ideas, entertained. I ain't got time for that. But that's because I have a relationship with my spirit. So I don't care. Fox News, BBC News, GMTV, every EPSN, every news channel can be reporting something. I don't believe it. Because those who control the media control your mind. So what environments are you putting yourself in every day of your life? There was a time in my life where I used to wake up and press the news first thing in the morning, heck no. Then we wonder why we're miserable and depressed. Do you hear the tone? Do you hear the tone of that stuff? Just the same way that our young people are listening to a tone in certain music, certain affirmations, are being pumped. I run up on a boy, I drill him, I skin him out. And then we wonder why they're shanking each other. It's the tone of the environments that they're in, the tone of the environments that they're listening to, the tone of the parents that have quit and given up because we've been fed by the media and we believe what is pumped into us. Wake up my people, please. We're not relying on motivation, but we're understanding that the environments that we're in every single day are having an influence on our lives. And the only way to shift and change it is to get out of certain environments. I'm calling people higher. The only way to shift and change it is to create
1: new environments. You can be, and you are, the architect.
0: Understand the depth of that word, the architect of your life the architect of your environment, protect yourself from certain environments. And some of the environments that we've got to protect ourselves from are the conversations that we're having in our head. That's one of the most dangerous environments of all time, the way that you speak to you, the way that you talk about life, the way that you talk about people, That's the environment that you wake up and live in every single day of your life.
1: And it's creating a certain outcome. What are you gonna do to shift it? What
0: I had to do was pick a stick every day, maybe 20 times a day. Cause when it started to tell me I'm a magnet for miracles, when it started to tell me that I'm aware of the power I possess, when it started to tell me that I am a powerful creator, when it started to tell me that I can do better, when it started to tell me that I am a boss and I've got something to build in me. When it started to tell me that I am the architect of my dreams. When it started to tell me that I needed to level up queen. When it started to tell me that I need to elevate, I started to believe that stuff because I
1: wasn't telling myself those things before. When it told me that I am great, I never saw myself as great. But y'all think I'm just selling sticks. Y'all think you're just picking sticks, no. They can create a fundamental shift in your life if you're consistent
0: as much as taking your time, energy, and effort to come into these rooms, I appreciate you.
1: Because before I come on the mic today, I said, God, use my mouth, use me.
0: Scripture says when the trumpet sounds, and we don't understand what the trumpet is. There's a trumpet sounding right now. And it's saying, unless we shift our environments, We're going to be in trouble some of us are already in trouble because of the environments that we're in every single day and i'm saying please don't rely on motivation please don't wait until it it has to feel good please don't wait until someone's pumping you up what can you do now a small thing on top of something that you do every single day
1: that's going to create an environment for success Link an old habit with a new habit.
0: Link an old habit with a new habit. Because over time, over time, that will shift everything. And then you do it again. So if you link squatting with brushing your teeth or doing 10 10 press ups, when you come out, of before you go into the shower, you decide I'm gonna do 10 press ups. I'm gonna do 10 star jumps, I'm gonna do 10 squats. You're gonna
1: shower every day, I hope. Link something with that. If you're constantly talking badly to yourself,
0: link a new habit that must speak better to myself until over time your inside voice changes. As much as if you wanna write a book or you're creating a business, And every single day you sit down to watch junk TV, Love Island. When you sit down to watch Love Island, you give yourself an hour to watch Love Island, give yourself an hour to write a page of your book, to release that blog, to build that business.
1: That's how simple it is, but we make it hard. We don't think we've got enough time. And I had a
0: a huge realization last night. I realized that, I don't know, for, from however long, I've always thought I'm going to die young. I don't know how long I've had that thought, but something just said to me yesterday, like a part of that is stopping you from doing what you really want to do. A part of that makes you believe that you're running out of time. But what if I'm supposed to die at 90? I'm only 30 something.
1: So that technically means I'm not even halfway. That's amazing. But I'm still gonna
0: wake up every single day and live and do and give and serve and learn. Now, when you change the way you think,
1: you fundamentally change your life. Wanting something bad enough Isn't going to do it, guys. If
0: we all got what we wanted bad enough, then we would all have it. It's not that easy. We've got to take action. We've got to check our attitude. We've got to move like we've already got it. We've got to think like we've already got it.
1: We've got to become. Become. Those things that we want.
0: And when you start to change the way that you think about things, simple
1: things, every single day, that's where the shifts come. Your actions are not necessarily wrong. Your habits are not necessarily wrong, but are you being consistent with them?
0: Are you being consistent in developing healthier um, ways of doing things, healthier ways of seeing things, healthier ways
1: of creating things? What's your philosophy for life? I love
0: that Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah, I love the way that another book puts it a book I'm currently reading, which is called Atomic Habits. He says, a positive philosophy turns into a positive attitude, which turns into positive actions and therefore creates positive results and allows you to lead a positive lifestyle. It's all of those things. A positive philosophy, what's your philosophy? What's your, well, how do you really
1: think of life? What do you really believe about life? What's your philosophy? What's your attitude? Because your philosophy, your philosophy
0: creates the attitude and the attitude dictates your actions and the actions dictate the results and the results produces your lifestyle. So if it's a negative philosophy, that will turn into a negative attitude, that will create negative actions, that creates negative results and allow you to live a negative lifestyle. It's simple.
1: That's why I start my day with affirmations. That's why I start my day with sitting with me. That's why I start my day with listening to me
0: because I recognize what is creating long-term. I recognize more than ever the impact that it has on my life. I recognize more than ever how it impacts my environment as much as my environment impacts me. And so I pray that if you've listened to this conversation this morning, first of all, thank you. Thank you for taking your time to be here, for giving me your ears and your time and your energy. Time and energy, priceless. Where are you spending your time and your energy? What is the relationship that you have with them? You don't have to be the victim of your environment. You absolutely are
1: and can be the architect of it. I want you to know that environments
0: have a bigger effect on us than you're probably aware of. And just for today, as you go about your life, As you walk in and out of different environments, whether they're the rooms in your house, whether they're the rooms in your mind, whether they are the different locations and places that you will go today, start to think. How do these environments affect you?
1: How do these environments dictate your habits? How do they really have an impact on you? And maybe
0: just for today, instead of thinking about your habits, right, and your environment has been outside of you, start to consider what is your relationship like
1: with the things that you do? What is your relationship like with your money?
0: What is your relationship like with love itself? What is your relationship like with your attitude? Are you the type of person that says, hey,
1: this is just the way that I am and I'm gonna stay this way forever? Consider yourself as being great. And the reason why I played that
0: song at the beginning, "Uh uh-oh, she says, promise me, like, if you'll never leave, And she says, if you want me to stay, I'll never leave. And for a lot of us, that's the kind of decisions that we're making every day. We're choosing to stay in environments and never leave. And then she says, "Uh uh-oh, and that's what I think about that. Uh Uh-oh. She's saying to the man, you know, if he tells her, that she that he loves her, she's never gonna leave. Uh oh. <laughs> How much of you are in environments out of love, apparently, but ain't doing nothing good for you. How much of you are staying in places that are deeply hindering you? But you're staying, uh oh. <laughs> How much of you allow yourself to be in environments that grow you, that deeply nurture your soul, that teach you in a way that you've never been taught before, that love you in a way that you've
1: never been loved before, that impact you in a way that you've never been impacted before? What's your relationship like with your environment? I pray you've got
0: something out of this conversation that you've needed. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. Um, And if you've got any views, opinions or ideas or any questions on anything that I've just said, please do come for the stage. Come for the stage, come to the stage. Maybe you've had an aha moment, then please do come to the stage. Maybe you just want to say something to the room because something's on your spirit this morning. Please come to the stage.
1: Be amazing today. Shift your thinking from striving to thriving. And how do the
0: environments that you're currently in allow you to do that? Are your environments just creating that, that striving energy in you? Do you need to reset your room? Do you need to move things around because the energy is not flowing right in your house? I'm forever moving stuff around. Are those some of the things that you need to do? Do you need to assign an environment to a habit? So do you need to read in a particular place? Do you need to write in a particular place? Do you need to pray in a particular place? Do you need to study in a particular place? How can your environment influence the habit so that when you go there, your mind automatically says it's reading time? How can you do more things outside of your bed? I speak to people about this at 5 a.m. I say, get up out of your bed, move to a new environment so that it influences the habit. I used to do five o'clock in my bed. I don't do it in my bed anymore because bed is for sleep. Getting up at 5 a.m. is to study, is to nurture, is to give to myself. So I create a new environment to do that. I know that we don't all have the spaces in our homes to do things, but I want you to start to think about it. People who are struggling with being creative or who are creators, go into nature when you're creating and tell me what it does. Go into a higher place, go into a rooftop building and tell me how that adds value to your creativity. Go into an open space when you're writing. And tell me
1: how that influences your creativity. These are little things that crazy successful people do. And it's so easy to do, that it's so easy not to do. You
0: could do everything in the same place and wonder and feel like your energy is stuck and trapped. Just as much as you can be asking for a new job, asking for more money, asking for that relationship, but your house is cluttered. Your car is dirty. Energy is everything. I dare some of you to clean your cars today. I dare some of you to empty out some clutter today. I dare some of you to release some things today and watch what starts to happen. Energy is everything. And when we take action in faith, and when we do something, I remember, and there was a time when I was working with some people, and at one point, this woman, she'd wake up every day with headaches, every day with headaches. And after a while, we suggested to her, when you wake up with a headache, clean. Do a bit of cleaning. And her headaches were so bad that she didn't even want to get out of her bed. But we would say, clean. And the minute that she cleaned and moved and shifted some things, guess what, guys? Her headache moved. Her headache shifted. But hey, do your own research. Don't believe anything I say. Don't believe anything I say. Do your own research. Start reading some different books. Start accessing some different information. And when you do, apply it. And again, tell me how your life shifts as a result of it nobody's coming to the stage, which is great, I pray you've heard something, and if you would like to speak, or give any feedback on any of these rooms, or anything that you're learning, I'm crazy about people's stories, and people's journeys, I'm so crazy about it, because that's what's taught me the most in life, that's why I always encourage people, share, 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 because you never know how you're sharing, how your current circumstances, how your current lifting can bless somebody else, but I also you know people are shy and people like to listen and people don't necessarily think they've got any value in sharing. I'm letting y'all know you do. Um, but if you don't want to speak at this time and you do want to send an email, you absolutely can to shake the room underscore ch at mel.com Live in a spirit of gratitude, live in a spirit of appreciation. Look for opportunities in this day to be blessed. Look. For opportunities in this day where a miracle happens. Look for it. When
1: you change the way you see things. The things you see change. There's not a
0: better time than now to shift the way that you think. To shift the way that you speak. To shift the way that you show up. Continue to push yourselves to be great. Have an awesome, awesome day. And thank y'all for being here. Be great.